0: Hello, red shirts, and welcome to another episode of Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today I have a discussion of the contents of a new PDF, Hexcrawl Basics, and its thoughtful presentation of historical role-playing methods. But first, I've got four call-ins today, two Collins. About my last episode, number 164, where I discussed the Wendy's role playing game, and two other call ins about campaign management tools that I discussed in episode 162. Take it away, fellas. Hey, Larry. Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just want to say thank you for reviewing the Wendy's thing. It actually sounds more interesting than I thought it would be. I probably shouldn't have dismissed it out of hand without researching it but I, I don't know maybe i'll pick up a copy and i know it's just pdf and, and look at it it's not all that interesting to me but from what you're saying it sounds like it's worth a look anyway so i will do that thank you for forcing me to keep an open mind I'll talk to you later
1: hey up larry shandy andy here Thanks for your review of the Wendy's RPG. I'd sort of seen these headlines as I I was going onto Facebook and I had no idea what it was all about. Um, (coughs) I've never heard of Wendy's before, to be honest. So as a PR tool, it's probably worked, because I now know that it's a fast food chain selling fresh ingredients. So uh, credit to them. to be honest, I don't understand why people have got a problem with it. I could imagine uh, it'd be a really fun thing to get that role-playing game one evening for a one-shot together, go to Wendy's. If we have them in the UK, get a takeaway from Wendy's and actually play their role-playing game. Why not? That'd be good fun. You know, the, kid, the kids would love that sort of thing. So anyway, cheers for the review. You put me in the picture about what it's all about, mate.
0: And that was Jason Connerly of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and Shandy Andy of Unguarded Treasure B-52. And Andy reminded all of us here in the United States that Wendy's is not necessarily well known around the world. I think they have an international presence, but I don't know the details. I know they're not quite as far spread as McDonald's, for example, but uh, I'm glad I could give you some reason to think about it, and hopefully you'll find something in there that's worthwhile. Thank you very much for calling in.
1: Hi, Larry. I'm another user for Campaign Wiki. I tried out loads of the other campaign um, software, but I found most of it too complicated or had stuff that wasn't really interesting. What I like about Campaign Wiki is you can just record the information you like, It's nice, simple syntax, and you can mould it to your own devices. And uh, best of all, it's free. So uh, it's a big thumbs up for me from Campaign Wiki. Hey, Larry, Shandy Andy here. Just finished your um, podcast on campaign websites, and just thought I'd mention the one that I tend to use, which is Scabbard, which is uh, S-C-A-B-A-R-D dot com. That's a pretty good one i've been using it for a couple of years off and on it's got a free version and a paid version i think the free version has some restrictions on uh, one or two campaigns um and also it doesn't have quite as many features as the uh, paid version but i certainly uh, used it for about 6 months the free version and found it you know perfectly usable and then moved up to the paid version because i wanted to support it more than anything Uh, I think it's about $40 a year you pay there. Uh, Very supportive developer who is very active on the Facebook uh, forums. So I could recommend that one, Larry, as well.
0: And that was first Pete Jones from Dragons Are Real podcast. And uh, yes, Pete, I really like the campaign wiki as well. It's simple. The syntax is Got three different options. You can use its default syntax, BB code syntax, or markdown syntax. And that's what I'm using for my current Delving Deeper campaign on Thursdays. And uh, any of the players can edit and doesn't take any special permissions. So, uh, and you can export it to backup or use locally or somewhere else. And next up was Shandy Andy his second call in for the episode where he discusses scabbard campaign manager software. And now that you mention that and I go check out their website, I do believe I've seen that one in years past, but it obviously didn't come to mind when I did my episode. Uh, I think I may go add that note to that. So people can come across it and they can decide if that's something they want to use. I'm sure there's loads of others out there. um, But, It's always good to hear what people are using and what they like. Thank you all very much for calling in. Todd LeBac of the Populated Hexes Patreon has released Hex Crawl Basics, which you can get for free on DriveThruRPG. I'll have a link in the show notes. And the cover states... It is for old school essentials, which old school essentials released the free core rules on drive through RPG. And I'll also have a link to that. So, hex crawl basics I see as a simple restatement of ideas and some new ideas. And I have to admit, when I first saw it, I was reminded of how to hex crawl, which is a pay what you want pdf that was released in 2015 by joe johnston the reason i remember that is joe solicited advice on uh, g plus and i'm one of the ones who responded to him and he l- mentions me in the credits of that so i'll give uh that disclaimer there um uh, So while I was reminded of that, they're definitely not the same thing. Todd references in Hexcrawl Basics the blog post from 2009 in Praise of the Six Mile Hex, and I'll link that blog post in the show notes, which is at Hydra's Grotto. And that blog post was a response to blog posts by Rob Conley of Bat in the Attic, Michael Shorten, a.k.a. Chicago Wiz and the Sturges Suck blog. And I remember reading those articles when they were new, and they gave me a new appreciation of hex crawls. And I have still to do a real hex crawl where you do all the details. My current Delving Deeper game is all primed to do that, but we're more focused on the dungeon that's close enough to town that they don't need to go searching for it. And he gears his PDF towards the common six mile hex with 1.2 mile subhexes, making five subhexes for each big hex. He also mentions that it's easy to convert that to hexes of other sizes. Of course, he explains what hex crawling is and discusses exploration and clearing the hex. He has random encounters and suggests using Osric tables because it has the percent chance a creature is in its lair. And using that percent, he gives a method to determine how far from home the creatures are going to travel. So, for example, they may only travel as far as the ring of hexes around their home hex, or they may travel two or three hexes beyond that, or they may never leave the home hex. And for those rarely found at home, they tend to go pretty far. And he says each hex needs an encounter chart. And I think this is mostly discussed in the context of clearing a territory to establish a domain and build a castle. And he discusses as creatures are disposed of, you cross them off the list of the encounter chart because you can't encounter them again. But if the players get sidetracked by an adventure or whatever, for a long enough period of time, layers may become repopulated and you have to start the clearing process all over again. He then has a short section under random encounters about optional rules. New sources of monsters. He says use whatever monster books you have or you can find. Perfect idea. And another is make dragons rarer, that he calls double dragons that he got from some unnamed other game master. And if, for example, your encounter chart has uh, eight options and you use a d8, and for example, if eight means a dragon, instead of going with dragon the first time you roll an eight, roll it again, and only if you get eight again is there a dragon to make dragons more rare. And if you don't roll an 8 the second time, you use the second result for the real encounter. He has some suggestions to mix up encounter frequency and distance. And a section on features and layers. And he suggests that each 6 mile hex have both 1 to 6 features and 1 to 6 layers. And, of course, some features can also be lairs, for example, ruins. And he says, intelligent creatures in a lair will tend to have guards, reducing the chances of a party sneaking up on a lair. He also discusses returning monsters and gives a suggestion of how to determine how soon absent creatures will return home whether it's in days, hours, or turns. And of course, he discusses getting lost or finding some terrain like a steep ravine that causes a delay or could complicate being lost, etc. And he has a simple random weather table. And I think it's the simplest yet that isn't really simple. It's got enough variety to it. It uses D20s so that you can get some good variety out of it, but it's not so complicated that you need a computer program to make it easy to use. And it could fit on a single page, if not for the large illustrations used on the two pages. Since it's OGL, you can easily modify that for your own use. Well, for personal use, you can do whatever you want with it. And even though there are short examples here and there throughout the text, the last, Four or five pages he has one extended example of the entire hex crawling process from beginning to end to help give you a flavor of how to use what he's put together so obviously i really like what i found in this pdf and it seems to me that hex crawling has a new discussion every few years by those who either don't know about or forget about past discussions now this particular pdf takes the history and makes a simple system out of it and it digs into the corners more than other things i've read about hex crawling and that's what i really like about it because it takes what's already there and puts a new spin on it and comes up with a way to use things like the percentage in layer to determine how far a home creature tends to roam. I don't recall if that's mentioned in AD&D or any other source. And that's one of the really strong pieces of the OSR, coming up with something new or a slight twist on a way to view things that we've had from the beginning. And as I read this resource, it set my mind to dreaming up scenarios and applying it to my own games. That alone makes it a success. And for free, you can't beat it. As I said, there'll be links in the show notes where you can find all of the things I've mentioned. And I'd like to hear your thoughts about this. What do you think about hex crawling? I've not really done hex crawling in that degree. Uh, I guess games I've played in have either been well-traveled and we haven't had to worry about mapping and didn't get lost easily. Um, But... Uh, It would be interesting to uh, try to do that. Um, It may be too deep in the weeds at some point. Um, But as it mentions in uh, AD&D, as long as you've got a road, you're not going to get lost if you are inside of the road. So that makes sense. But anyway, this is a helpful little resource. I'm going to obviously take bits and pieces I think I can use. And if you check it out. Please share what you think. Thank you all very much for listening.